Thank you for checking us out. I'm Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast, and this is a brand new episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art. This week, I have the esteemed pleasure of bringing on Brendan Dore. Is that is that accurate pronunciation? That is exactly correct. Gang, gang. Um, from, from Dutch Courage. And um, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, making the time. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, really excited to be here. There might be a point where while we're talking, my business partner gets to uh, re-enter the conversation. He's fixing something because as everyone who's ever been in the restaurant industry knows, uh, there's always something that needs repair. And of course, right before we started this, something broke. Uh, <laughs> where he's fixing it and I'm here. Well, that's that's how it is. Sometimes you gotta you gotta pivot, and and that's one of the interesting things about what um what Dutch Courage is doing. And I'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, but I wanted to ask one question before I get into learning a bit more about Dutch Courage: is is it okay if I drink? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I am drinking a um, Japanese vodka that I picked up yesterday, and it's pretty tasty. Nice, uh, Nika or Roku. Um, I believe is Roku. Roku. All right, cool. Um, so, follow the uh, the fine folks out there listening that are or that are familiar with Dutch Courage. Can you give them like kind of a description of Dutch Courage? Put them on. Give them some. You know. Yeah. Some, so Dutch Courage is a gin centric cocktail bar. We opened um, with just enough time that we kind of had the thought today that we had been open for a bar as long as now we have been open as a bottle shop because of COVID. So we were open for about two and a half months and now we're soon going to probably be like as a bottle shop, like a to go bar or to go uh, like liquor store uh, for uh, about two months. But yeah, so we opened up on December 28th. Um, my business partner and I have been, his name's Eric Foy. We have been bartending together for over 15 years. Um, this was a, uh, something that I'd always wanted to do, do a gin centric bar. Um, whiskey, obviously over the years, as we all know, has become such like a focal point for all the geeks and, you know, enthusiasts and amateurs out there who are just like, you know, where can I get my bottle of Pappy? You know, but <laughs> you know, gin has been a base spirit in cocktails for almost, you know, as long as the cocktail has been a creation. Um, all co classic cocktail books have, uh, you know, gin cocktails. They're filled with gin cocktails as well as whiskey cocktails, rye, not bourbon, um, brandy and other ingredients. But gin, you know, gin also gets, doesn't get the love like some other spirits. Um, at least for it, you know, in more recent years, it hasn't been getting quite the love and now it finally is. But, uh, you know, so many people are like, ah, I had a bad experience on gin. And I always ask them, well, was it the quality or the quantity? Because <laughs> when you have quantity, when you have too much of anything, it can be a bad thing. So maybe you should revisit gin, come back, check us out. We have uh, about 120 different gins on our shelf right now. And that number will probably continue to grow. Yeah. Um and that's that's one of the really cool things. Like I, um, my girlfriend lives a few blocks away from the um, the location over there on uh, on Charles Street, and um, 
pretty much like we were kind of looking for it. And, you know, we look at different things that are in the area. You know, we were early adopters for like sophomore and they've been a guest on Chris from there has been a guest on and, yeah. you know, kind of just seeing different things is like, all right, what are, what are, what are the things going to start to open up? And we're kind of like always looking, it's like, all right, what is Dutch courage opening? What is this place? What's this place about? Yeah, it was, a, it was a, it was a little bit of like a, you know, test and trial. So with, um, the pandemic happening right now, it feels like almost it hasn't ended. And maybe that is just, you know, re- bar restaurant ownership. There's always, you know, you know, trials and tribulations to get through. But, um, yeah, when we first started this whole journey, um, you know, we like probably like a lot of business owners, you bounce, we bounced around a couple spots and people had already heard that we were going to be opening. And then the question just was always on everyone's, uh, you know, right on the tip of everyone's tongue. When are you going to open? And you know, it's not as simple as just like, let me unlock the door and let people open. There's, there are so many hurdles to jump through and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, like us, like kind of being in that neighborhood and kind of seeing it when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, we need a place to go to that's not far. It's in the area. Let's sure. check it out. And we, we went there and we, we fell in love with it. And one of the things that, you know, I made it a point to do and she as well is all these places, you know, but definitely I've been concentrating on like going there to Dutch Courage, like maybe every week, if not every other week. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'll go there, I'll buy several bottles and that's what we're drinking. So whatever yeah. we're, we're watching, you know, we're not going to the liquor store, we're going to Dutch Courage and I'm walking over there. And I think I was um, telling Eric maybe the last time I was there, I was like, I was here, and then I had to turn around because I forgot my damn mask, and I had to run back over here. <laughs> and I was like, I might have a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, so the name, um, where, where does the name come from? What's the origin, the the origin of the name? So the origin of Dutch Courage is that in the uh, 16th century, the the British were fighting a war called the uh, 30 years war. And, um, but it was early enough where quality gin wasn't being produced, but what was being produced was a spirit called Yenever or Jennifer as people might say it. And it's a Dutch Holland spirit that is uh, just like gin. It has juniper in it and Yenever actually means juniper. Ah. And so that's why you have, uh, you know, juniper being this very focal point of what makes gin, gin. I mean, even the word, you never, G-E-N-E-V-E-R, is when you, like, look at the first three letters, it's G-E-N, almost like G-I-N, gin, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so the British are fighting this war and, you know, what do soldiers do a lot of but drink? And what happens when you drink? You get your liquid courage going or your Dutch courage <laughs> going. And then, uh, and then they'd fight, you know. I so um, I remember when I learned about this term, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, I was like, man, I like that term. That's a cool term. That'd be a cool-ass bar name. <laughs> and so... So, uh, yeah, uh, I think that was when the first, you know, probably not 10 years ago, but once one day I finally was like, you know, I'd open a gin bar and it would be called, I'd call it Dutch courage. Cause that's just an awesome name for like, it just sounds cool. <laughs> that's, that's dope. Uh, yeah. that's, that's really cool. Um, I like, you know, background story to a name is great. 
it's like always having a reason. Like, you know, when someone has like kind of like a shitty tattoo or, or, or any tattoo rather, and it's like, what's the story behind there? There's none. I think names go the same way. It's like, oh yeah, we call it that because, you know, it was a name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so why did you choose Baltimore as the place that you were going to kind of, because that's one of the focuses of, of this show is yeah. why are you in Baltimore? So I'm a Marylander. Um, I moved here in 1999. I went to Peabody and got a degree in classical vocal performance. Ah. Um, Eric, my business partner, he was uh, best. Fr- he is best friends with one of my college friends, and uh, so um, Eric moved here because he's a musician also. But uh, they were doing a lot of like studio and more like band work. Sure. And so Eric moved out here to be kind of part of that. And we became friends. And then eventually we started working together. Um, Eric's from uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, but yeah, I, I moved away. I moved up to New York for just a very short period and just realized, you know, I like Baltimore. I love the city. It's real. It's, it's obviously it's got its gritty, it's dirty side, it's harsh, but there's a lot of real life here too. You know, there's the real side of life that you can see, not, you know, um, you know, it, the neighborhoods change so quickly as you go from one place to another. Um, and I, I appreciate that there are differences in neighborhoods. And so, uh, yeah, I just thought the city is great. It could have an awesome cock. We could be part of like helping this city have like more, even more of a really amazing cocktail scene going on. Um, there's a lot of opportunity here for anybody who really wants it. And so, yeah, I guess that's why Baltimore. I, I love this city. I'm going to stay here to where I want to be. That's always great to hear because that's kind of where this podcast came out of, like where, you know, when I want to say back in maybe the summer, maybe last summer it was so almost a year of doing this, I guess. All right. Where just a lot of spicy shit was said about my city and I've been here forever. And I'm like, okay, I don't like how this is being talked about. We're just used as a placeholder for this place it sucks and this is the place that sucks as of today and i'm just like oh, we have individuals here we have people here and i think the food and drink scene because we have a really good food and drink scene is a really big part of a really great food scene i mean there's so many amazing restaurants um i think the the tricky part is like just making sure we have enough guests in the city to fill all those seats absolutely so, you know, there's really great restaurants we've definitely seen some really great restaurants um prior to the pandemic but we've seen a lot of great great restaurants unfortunately not survive um but you know like like i was saying there's so much opportunity here for anybody who really wants it and with that opportunity um i think it's the chance to be in a city that we help build it together the way we want to see it um you know which makes me think this upcoming election therefore is very important (laughs) uh totally (laughs) um so so where, where did you get your start um, actually, so Eric, my business partner just fixed the, uh, fixed the freezer and now he's sitting next to me. So I'm going to let him jump in with, where did you get your start, Eric? How you doing? Hi. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, moved to Baltimore close to 20 years ago. Uh, I didn't have any experience in restaurants at all. And, uh, one of the people to help unload the U-Haul trailer was, uh, my business partner, Brendan door. And he agreed to drive me around the city looking for some work. And, uh, we pulled up to the, uh, Belvedere hotel, uh, which has the Al bar restaurant in it. And, uh, Brendan had, uh, spent a little bit of time there a new manager. And, uh, 
that's pretty much where I cut my teeth as a, uh, a server uh, at the L bar. And I kept jumping behind the bar and they kept kicking me out. And eventually uh, enough people called off and I ended up working a Friday night and kind of just stuck it out. They stopped kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been to the uh, Owl Bar actually for a birthday a few years back. So uh, yeah, that's definitely a, a great place. Um, so I, I, so one question around like the drinks, because I, I, I kind of put a pin in it earlier, I think, when it came to, I think like what Dutch Courage is doing in terms of kind of the pivot, like you guys are very creative. <laughs> I, I, I dig what you're doing with the different cocktails that are there. Um, with the cocktails that I guess you're familiar with making, being that you have so much experience in the, the field, what has been like maybe a couple of your favorite drinks to make and what have been some of your least favorite drinks to make? Um, are we talking least favorite drinks just in general? Or are we talking least favorite drinks during uh, quarantine? We could frame it as during a quarantine if you like. <laughs> um, I don't know if we've had any least favorite. Actually, I can't say we really had any least favorite drinks during quarantine because we've just kind of made what we want. Um, I love to make every drink because that's my passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you got to tell yourself that. Um, I'll just say it. My, one of my least favorite drinks is a crush. Um, I guess just because, <laughs> I guess just because you go to like, it's one of those cocktails that is at some bars that, and they do it well. And it's like, they're set up for it. And I think what makes a really good crush, to be honest, is if you're like right there and actually fresh pressing the juice with a hand press when somebody orders it. And so the juice doesn't get any fresher and you know, they're using a flavored vodka and they're using a, like a treble sack or something like that. But I think it really does come down to like the juicing of it right there in front of you. And I guess, I mean, we juice our citrus in house, pretty much almost every day, if not like every other day, um, when we're open for like all this all normal business. Um, so our juice is seriously fresh, but I don't know. There's just something about like an orange crush or a grapefruit crush when you get it at like, you go to Riley's or something like a place like that and they do it fresh and it is really great. But then I don't know, coming into a, like a cocktail bar that is doing things a little differently. Um, it's kind of like, you know, that bar, that cocktail is a signature at bars that are doing that cocktail. And then, you know, you come to another bar and it's like, you know, that's not a cocktail that we're set up for. It's not how we've set things up. We're trying to do something different. And then people order it and, you know, we make it for them, but I just, uh, I don't know. There's something about it that makes you just go and just get it at Riley's. It's so much better there. (laughs) You you also drink with your eyes. So that the experience and then it's it's just not this like i don't make them enough i don't turn them out enough um our glassware just isn't the same so people get it and they're like used to getting in like a giant pint glass or like some 20 ounce cup and i'm giving it to you in like a 12 ounce or 10 ounce highball glass that i put gin and tonics in and they're like wait what's this you know (laughs) but like i don't know the whole experience to me is just thrown off because it's just not a cocktail that we're set up to do and so therefore like I think it's just better at the places that are like, we're an orange crush bar. Come get crushes. <laughs> we're like, we're a fancy craft cocktail bar that's gonna be in a tweezer of flour into your drink. <laughs> I, I mean, even 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 the take home, like um, usually when I go there and I'll I'll get two or three things and I'll I'll ask for recommendations. I was like, all right, so my girl likes this. So 
what should I get? And then I'll go there and I'll try to do my best version of everything that's there. It's like, I'm going to make this as pretty as possible. I'm going to, you know, kind of take a cue from what I've seen in the, the, the one time I was actually there before all of this nonsense happened. And yeah. I was just like, all right, we're going to enjoy this. And it's just been a part of our weekends. It, and like, yeah. you know, Dutch courage has been a part of our weekends and definitely, um, I'm happy to say that I, I dig cool. it. You know, you guys are definitely a part of the community, a part of our weekends every weekend. That's awesome. That, so, feels, that feels good to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. <laughs> so, um, I, so go, going back into that, that, that previous questions. So your, what are your favorite? Cause you said you've kind of been able to do kind of anything you want. And I guess what has been one of your, like your favorites, like, you know, you'll have some, like, that was really good. That was great. But you know what, that one, that one is coming back. That one's coming back soon. And maybe even in that same question, what is your approach with coming up with maybe new cocktails? Um, Eric here. Uh, for me, my favorites um, are the three ingredient cocktails, maybe four ingredient cocktails. You, you've got the classic riffs and sometimes you just add a little something to make it pop. Uh, that's what I'm enjoying the most now are just those simple cocktails. You know, there's, there's a sweet and there's a sour and there's a spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, modifier, or then that modifier that yeah sets it off. Or in old fashioned, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with an old fashioned. Uh, it's great when you switch out the the main spirit too. Uh, ours is gin, and they make damn good old fashions. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I think my favorite um, has been for during quarantine. Um, so my wife and I were like cleaning some stuff out, and there's a bottle of uh, like prescription guaifenesin. And, um, I was like, we'd already, you know, we'd started doing cocktails in plastic bottles that have a nice seal top lid. And I was like, I was like, where do you get a medicine bottle from? <laughs> and so we looked it up. We're getting our bottles from a, like a, like a medical marijuana, like supply company online, like that supplies all the bottles and all the wrappers and all that kind of stuff. And so we've been ordering all these bottles and I love that like with that, we've been able to like pivot to having cocktails that come off as like medicinal products. Like we I did have, Ram- I have one in my home right now. <laughs> Man Pappy's cough medicine, which was kind of fun. And, you know, we made it like a cherry flavor and it's really like a beefed up old fashioned with some port and bitters and like, spum- I think we put spumato in it. We put, cherry in it and so it had this like rich boozy slightly medicinal but cherry flavor and i think like the packaging is like you know you drink with your eyes like we were saying mm-hmm. um but then also uh doing a play on the classic penicillin but moving it over to gin and calling it, <laughs> it was even fun to do the labels and make the labels look a little bit like uh you know your prescription label on a bottle saying like how many doses to take per day and you know, we joked around and we're like, oh, you know, our, one of our uh, our close friends who's also one of our bartenders, Ryan Sparks, we're like, Dr. Ryan Sparks. So we're like, Ryan, you got to sign all the labels. <laughs> yeah, so I thought, I thought those were, those were super fun. It made it, it made it like, you know, in, in this very dark period for all of us, you know, it was definitely put some smiles on our faces. Well, that, that's, that's good. I mean, like that's, you know, what I saw, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it. I think it was the, the antidote, maybe? Oh, immunity. The immunity. The immunity, yeah. 
I I still have one in my refrigerator. I take a shot of that every day because I I used to drink um, a a mix of like turmeric and all this other stuff. And I was like, this makes this taste good. (laughs) Like this is done well. This is done right. And yeah, so I just see the bottle in there. I was like, oh, I got to take my medicine. (laughs) It's good for you. It is. I mean, it does have a lot of good stuff. Ginger and fresh citrus and turmeric, honey. It's great. Um, so we're moving towards the, uh, kind of the last, last portion of it, um, before we get into just kind of what I like to call shameless plug time. Um, but, uh, so ultimately with Dutch courage, let's say, you know, after everything is kind of done and we're back to some degree of normalcy, what is ultimately is the, the main goal of what you guys would want to do? Like, you know, pie in the sky, like shooting for the moon, what would be that main thing that you guys would want to do? With, with Dutch courage. Um, I mean, I think first, the first real like main goal is to be seen as a great neighborhood bar where everyone is welcome. Um, you don't have to come in and buy a $10, $12, $15 cocktail. You can come in and just get a beer. You know, we have beers that aren't expensive. We, we specifically tried to, you know, feature really good wine that doesn't cost a lot. You know, you can get a nice glass of wine that you're not going to hopefully see out on the, uh, the shelves at the spirit or like the liquor stores and have a unique glass of wine. Um, we tried to feature a lot of like more local beer. There's so many great beer, but I didn't want to diversify the beer list to be something like that is challenging to our next door neighbor. Um, Fadensen, you know, so we have beer, we have wine, you know, and then our spirit list, um, you can do tastes, you can do full pours. Um, we can build you your own little tasting sampling thing. And, the tastes are inexpensive. They're only like, you know, they, some of the tastes are like two seventy five. I think we, is like one of the cheapest pour, like two, two fifty is one of the like least expensive pours. I mean, they go up from there, but they don't go up in like a dramatic way. So we want people to be like, you can go there and like experience a lot of things and come regularly and enjoy yourself for not a lot of money. You don't have to like, you know, break the bank to go to a bar that is top notch, top quality, but still welcoming feels like a neighborhood joint. Um, so that's like, I think first step goal, like number one, Mm -hmm. I mean, goal number two is obviously for this place to be, um, successful for us. And obviously for our staff, we want our staff to, you know, be really happy that they're working here. Um, they're able to support themselves and, um, you know, help them move on and to other things if that's what they choose to do. Um, and then, I mean, you know, we'd like to be recognized as a really quality bar, you know, by our peers around, around the, uh, the state, the region and the country, you know, but, um, I think the biggest goal really is still like in the back of my mind is to just be a really great, solid neighborhood bar that people love. You know, you think of like good bars in the city that have been around forever and people still really like them. I mean, I think the first one that comes to my mind is Brewers Brewers Art Institution. Yep. That's great. That that's great, and I wish you guys the best in that regard because I'm going to keep coming because you guys are helping me out with my little uh, alcohol habit. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is an opportunity for some shameless plugs, um, address, location, social media, all of that stuff that people can check you out and at least buy some bottles until we get back to you know normal. Sure. So our address is. Tw- 2229 North Charles Street. We're on the corner of Charles and 23rd. Um, our Instagram handle is Dutch Courage Gin Bar. You can check us out. We pretty much do daily posts. 
home. We're not putting out like the menu online because we change up things re- pretty regularly uh, from week to week. We haven't been carrying over ton- the cocktails as much as, uh, you know, just trying to keep things fresh and original. So it ke- keeps people coming in and checking us out. Um, what else? Promotions, weekly promotions. Oh uh, yeah, we have exactly we have weekly promotions from uh, from cocktail kits to uh, featured spirit kit or spirit bottles, um, and then you know we'll we'll see what comes. We have a few ideas we don't want to disclose yet. That uh, you know, as long as cocktails to go continue, we have a uh, we have one idea that we just started making happen today, but it'll probably be at least a week or so out before uh, people hear about it. Um, yeah, we have, yeah, we have plants. We do cool planters, herb boxes and, uh, flower box, flower pots, hanging flower pots. Um, and I guess right now we're also trying to plan on what to ha- what to do when, uh, we're allowed to reopen. Um, we have a really awesome courtyard. Um, so we do have a nice big outdoor space that we're going to be able to serve on. Um, we're trying to decide how to make that, uh, you know, a place where people can go out to rain or shine. Cause that wasn't our, uh, original plan. Um, but we're, we're working on all those things. That's great. It's, it's great that you guys are like pivoting. Both of you guys seem to be very, well, not even seen like from what I've seen, you guys are very creative and able to kind of pivot. And that's, it, it, that's something I admire. So I thank you for what you guys are doing and, you know, um, bully for you I, I don't know if that's even a thing to say but it it feels like it so yeah um i want to thank both of you um eric and brendan for coming on um definitely everybody check out dutch courage hit them up social media all of that stuff buy, buy some cocktails people Get yeah buy some cocktails come in you can you can also even call us and uh or message us and ask us for a custom cocktail we don't mind like taking special requests for people so that's another thing we've been doing so you guys have heard it. Um, so I, again, thank you guys for coming on. Um, and yeah, this has been Rob Lee um, for getting to the truth in his art, saying there's art and there's creativity in Baltimore and booze and spirits. Jen, he's got to go look for it. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys. Thank you.